San Diego County's biggest amusement park, SeaWorld, has had another successful quarter. In an earnings call earlier this morning, CEO Gus Antorcha said he was happy with the results. We reported solid first quarter financial results. First quarter attendance increased 3.6%. We believe that the improved attendance resulted from a combination of factors, including our improved marketing and communications initiatives, our new pricing strategies, and a positive reception of our new rides, along with compelling attractions and events, all of which drove increased demand. This comes at a time when SeaWorld has retooled its strategy, focusing on both increasing work with marine life and having more roller coasters and similar attractions to draw new customers. It finally appears the company has shaken the specter of blackfish. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Lori Weisberg, you cover tourism for the Union Tribune, and you were up very early this morning listening to the earnings call with SeaWorld. So when you explain, what are the big highlights? So I think we've been paying attention a lot to uh, SeaWorld's earnings every quarter because um, in years past, they've had a steady stream of slumping revenues and emissions. But um, in the last year, they've really seemed to have turned around. So the question is, can they sustain that? And in this first quarter, yet again, they have sustained it. Um, their revenues were up. Admissions were up. A more modest percentage than in past quarters, but they were up nonetheless. Uh, and that's showing that, um, that that there's still power with SeaWorld to attract, to attract people when we thought maybe it was going to be this continued slide for which there was from which there was no recovery. And um, it's still looking good. And Alice, I talked to, said, "Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good quarter, and it's kind of the same old story, but a, a good one in that their financials are are on the upswing." And why don't you recap the kind of journey that SeaWorld's been on ever since Blackfish was released several years ago? It seems like they're finally refocused what their goal is in a sense, right? Right, right. So yes, Blackfish, which um, came out in 2013, and when it um, when it, shortly after it came out, it started airing regularly on CNN, and so it got a lot of exposure. But Blackfish was focused on this one killer whale, Tilikum, which happened to be responsible for the death of a trainer at SeaWorld Orlando. It was their way of showing how SeaWorld treats its um, orcas that are in captivity, mm-hmm. and the, pos- the position of this documentary is that they're not treated well, they shouldn't, they're large animals, they should not be held in tanks. And so that um, really started sort of a downward spiral for SeaWorld. So they, again, they saw over the last about four years, just almost every quarter, that their revenue started going down and attendance going down. And that was, um, the biggest impact was in California, in the SeaWorld San Diego. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, they were seeing declining revenue and attendance. The Orlando Park was seeing declining attendance from international visitors. So the big hit was in San Diego, and even though it's one of 12 parks, it really had a big impact on the performance as the company as a whole. But like I said, um, in the last year, it's turned it around, and in part, uh, people think it's, even though it's still a marine park, it still has marine mammals at the park, people think it's because they're putting a greater focus on rides, thrill rides, roller coasters Mm -hmm. in San Diego. For sure, you're seeing that. There's about to open later this month its second roller coaster in two years called Tidal Twister. And a third roller coaster is opening. It's supposed to be 
their their tallest yet is opening next year. So I think there's maybe they're finding that sweet spot between the marine mammals and then these thrill-seeking rides. Yeah, in the universe of kind of adventure parks, SeaWorld has always been its own unique thing. It's part aquarium, part your your standard amusement park, but it seems that way of building it has really carved out their space in the market. Yeah, they do. They have a niche. And 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 again, you know, there was a time when some analysts were speculating, oh, maybe they're going to have to sell off the marine marine parks and just stick with, you know, the bush gardens and the other parks. But they seem to have found a way to make them both work. In fact, um, more recently, they've been doing these inside look um, programming that at both Orlando and San Diego, where you get sort of a behind-the-scenes look at the marine mammals. And that's been enormously popular. So they still feel that people want to see the animals, even though there has been this pushback from um, animal rights activists. And also, in the universe of San Diego tourism, how much of a big deal is SeaWorld? Uh, it's a big deal. It's probably maybe not as big a deal as it was in the past, but it's still a main tourism attraction. But I think our tourism leaders are looking to promote San Diego as kind of a very uh, comprehensive package of things you can see and so and see and do and experience. So I think the emphasis on SeaWorld probably isn't as great as it was in years past. Um, at the same time, SeaWorld um, and other theme parks uh, are still facing competition from, you know, the behemoths of the world like Disney and Universal. And certainly with Disney, things are changing soon with the soon opening in Star Wars land. You know, I, I'm not so worried about other other parks opening up lands or opening up rides because, you know, we, we are clearly differentiated and we're in a market that as this market grows... Uh, we 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 will stand to benefit. So it seems like they're not too worried about um, this new opening. Why don't you explain that position that we just heard? Uh, yes. So they aren't that worried, in part because I think for for many years, both in Orlando and in San Diego, they don't see themselves as competing directly with uh, Disney and Universal Studios because they're more a regional theme park. Their prices are while they maybe seem high to us, are way lower than what it costs to visit Disney. So they, they're seen as a good value for the tourists. And so they, they know they make no pretense of having to compete directly with those parks. And so they don't seem too worried about the coming, both in Orlando, which will also later on this year have a new Star Wars land as well. They don't seem that concerned. Uh, an analyst I talked to said today he's he's unclear too whether there will be much of an impact. Um, and maybe people will for a while, at least in the short term, stay away from Disneyland just because they fear the crowds as people trying to experience this new Star Wars land. Yeah, I can imagine the first couple days of Star Wars land is going to be absolutely insane. And uh, also, um, even though this was a good quarter, there was an issue with a plan to develop a SeaWorld in China. Why don't you explain the issues with that project that fell through? So um, SeaWorld's biggest shareholder is a Chinese company called Zonghong, and um, they cut a deal with SeaWorld um, a couple years ago to be a consultant on SeaWorld branded or some kind of theme park overseas that would raise um, SeaWorld's profile in China. Um, but Zonghong has been having financial troubles, and they 
were failing to make some of their payments in consult in um, in fees. So to SeaWorld, so um, SeaWorld said we're canceling the deal. So that has already there hadn't been much progress on that. So I think the financial world was already assuming that deal wasn't going anywhere. But that was that was the final nail in the coffin of uh, of a theme park in Asia for SeaWorld. Yeah, but at the same time, SeaWorld Abu Dhabi is coming along apparently. Yes, yeah, so that's still that's still happening. But interestingly, the last several sessions, no one brings it up and they don't talk about it much. So maybe we're still a few years off on on that as well. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, finally, somewhat tangential, I remember uh, several months ago, um, Steve Breen had a cartoon of how San Diego is changing, in which we've lost the Chargers, we've lost the Pandas, we've lost the Orcas. This is the chance for SeaWorld to really redefine itself. So in like five or ten years after the Blackfish controversy has truly washed away, what do you think the real image of SeaWorld will be? Um, well, I think it's in part an image that they continue to hammer home on now, and I think they will continue, that they are also an animal rescue organization. They're not just a theme park, and they really have made a lot of advances in that way. Um, especially just even locally, the the rescues of the sea lions. So I don't think that's going to change. I think they found that resonates well with people. And I think maybe from maybe five years from now, they'll they'll it'll be seen also as a cool place for people that like um, thrill inducing attractions to come. I think that that will be that they will have still that more diversity, not just families, but maybe teenagers will want to come there too keep watching uh, SeaWorld to see if they can make it six in a row and seven in a row of these mm-hmm. quarterly gains. Yeah. All right, Lori Weisberg, thank you so much. Thank you. In other news, a San Diego World War II veteran died on his way home from a trip to see monuments in Washington, D.C. Frank Manchel went on what's called an honor flight, all expense paid visits to the nation's capital to show veterans memorials. Two physicians tried to revive him, but he died before the plane landed back in San Diego. He was 95. Last weekend's trip was Honor Flight San Diego's 14th journey. On Saturday, veterans visited the World War II Memorial, the Korean War Memorial, the Lincoln Memorial, the Air Force Memorial, and Navy Yards Museum and other sites with historic significance. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix, which goes live weekdays at 5 p.m. On weekday mornings, you can also call up our local headlines on your smart speaker. Just say, launch the San Diego Union-Tribune for a quick briefing on weather and our top stories. You can support our journalism by signing up for any or all of our print and digital products at sandiegouniontribune.com slash subscribe. Until next time.